0: Cool. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for your encouraging words on a continuous basis as we go through this morning's word. Now, what is the series we're in? Healing home. Uh, a little bit more participation. <laughs> what is the series we're in? Feeling what do we believe God is doing in our lives? Healing home. That's right. Now, the key verse that we have for this series is Romans fifteen thirteen. And how do I know that? I know that because it's on the inside of the men's toilet. <laughs> and everyone knows if you want to get the attention of a man, you put a note on the inside of? The That's right. So Romans fifteen thirteen says, May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So in this Holy, in this um, Healing Hope series, this is kind of like the cornerstone of what we're walking through, right? And, you know, my goal for you today is to bring you into a place of discovering God's will for your life. That's what we're talking about today, discovering God's will. And, you know, in the process of when we're discovering God's will, that God of hope would fill you. With joy and peace as you trust in him. Rose was singing a prophetic word this morning about trusting in him. How cool was that? So, this is the theme which we've got for this morning, right? Now, have you ever found, I've got a question for you guys, have you ever found yourself wondering, how do I know what God wants me to do? In this particular situation, how do I know what God wants me to do? Perhaps you've actually asked God in the past for his thoughts on a decision that you're making and, you know, you haven't heard anything. If that is you, then today, I think, will be actually quite helpful for you. Not just helpful, but I hope that it's hopeful for you. And so if you hang in with me today, you may discover why it seems like God did not give you direction when you asked for it, okay? So today we're talking about discovering God's will for your life. And to some degree, our life is kind of like the sum of decisions that we've made up to this point in time. Would you all agree with that? To some degree. And surely the decisions that we are going to make tomorrow, next week, the next year, the decisions that we're going to make are going to shape a big part of our future, right? So whether the decisions that we have made were good ones or bad ones, the fact is we were there. We were present, right? So when it comes to discovering God's will for your life, we were present when we made that decision. We were present when we delayed making that decision. We were present when we kind of like decided not to make a decision and then time just went by and so the decision was made for us. Right. And so whether the decision was, you know, uh, should we move house, you know, can we afford to buy or do I move in with her or, you know, should we move in with his parents and how long should we move in there for? And, you know, if you're younger, maybe the kind of like choices you're walking through are, oh what subject should i choose because you know when i get to the end of school they're going to make me want to kind of like maybe pick subjects to do with what job i want to have or maybe i want to go do the apprenticeship route or whatever it is and you know when i do that should i get like a should i go and have like student loans or hex debt or you know maybe you're at a stage in life you're a little bit further on and and the big decisions you know should we have children Maybe your decision is, should I learn to drive? All of these decisions, the question we can kind of like sometimes come to is, how do I know if it's God's will for my life, right? And so when it comes to these life decisions, at all of the stages of our life, we are faced with decisions which to some degree change the course of our life, okay? Such as, should I get married? Should I get married to him, is it the right time to retire? What should I do after I retire? Is now the right time to buy? Should I save now or spend? Should I remove, and this is a big one, this is a big one, right? Should I remove that friend in my life? You know, that decision? It's a big one, right? You know, is it time that I should start my own business? What about that job? Should I accept that job promotion or not? Should I move cities or move overseas? These are all kind of like life decisions that we see ourselves coming through. And so some decisions that we have made, when we look back on them, sometimes we regret them, yeah? And you might be like me. Well, there is a whole kind of like chapter in my life that, you know, it's not the first thing that I do when I have people around for lunch that we sit down at the the dinner table and I discuss this chapter of my life because, you know, it's kind of like an area that has a bit of regret. And so that's why some of us, don't like small groups you know they can be a little bit threatening (laughs) because people might get to find out about our past and oftentimes this is because of regret from bad decisions that we've made right so we're discovering God's will for our life, but when we're making a decision, how do I know if it's God's will for my life? That's the question we're kind of like wrestling with today. And, you know, if you're a new Christian at this point, you're like hearing from God. Ooh, what's he talking about? <laughs> Maybe you're like, um, this is the reason I didn't want to come this morning because... So the truth is, and what I want to let you know is that, you know, God does speak to us today, okay? And God speaks to us all in different ways. Most of us, it's actually not audible, (laughs) so you can sleep in comfort. Um, But you know, it it could be that God speaks to us, you know, for me, it's kind of like an impression that I have in my spirit, inside of my heart, I, I kind of like, you know what? God's telling me this and um, for other people times it can be something visual they have like a bit of a vision and sometimes God speaks in dreams and and there's all kind of like different ways through his word that he can speak to us but the truth is that God does speak to us okay I want you to know that now maybe you're like me and you've come to that you've had an experience in your life where you've kind of like come to that point where you messed it up that much that you're like okay God I wanna give you all the decision from now on. It's time to give this sucker over to someone who's <laughs> been around the block, right? Now, in my case, I was absolutely just exhausted by the consequences of bad decisions that i would made over and over. And I'd been making certain decisions for so long that it kind of like wasn't even a decision anymore. It had become automatic, right? So if you're like that, then today's gonna to be helpful, right? Now, when we talk about discovering God's will, first we need to understand who God is. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about who God is. We need to understand that we are talking about a God who we call Heavenly Father. It's not some far-off, mystical, weird thing that He's actually our Father. And He knows about your life, and he cares for you, okay? So let me say it again: God really cares for you. And let me kind of like read to you the second half of a scripture that we're going to run through today. And this is the second half of the scripture, right? It's in uh, Proverbs. It says, "He, God, will make your paths straight." Now, what this means is that God desires to let you on in His plans for your life. And he desires to help you making these decisions. That's, he will make your paths straight, okay? So I've come to learn over my life experience that God's will is for your good, okay? So when we talk about people who make decisions, we kind of like refer to like a path. Have you ever heard someone say, oh, he's kind of like gone off track, you ever heard that, that, that phrase? Well, it's like, you might have heard that, but I've learned that God's will for your life is not that you would go off track, okay? I've learned that actually that's the enemy's will for your life, that you would go off track, and he dumps you in it, right? And then he chastises you when you make that poor decision, and he actually comes to rob, kill, and destroy. But God's will for your life is good, Okay, so Jesus comes so that you would have life and life abundantly. So we need to understand when we're discovering God's will for our life, we need to understand first and foremost who God is and that he cares for you, he loves you, he's your heavenly father and his will for you is good. Now, first I want to kind of like set a context for understanding the will of God, okay? Or I want to kind of like frame it in a little bit of a kind of like bucket bucket it up and package it up so we can kind of understand you know what we're talking about so there's three actual um components to the will of God the first one is the providential will of God that is those things God is going to do no matter what it's kind of like God's bigger plan okay The second thing is the moral will of God. And those things are the things which God has given us as commands, things which we can choose to obey or not. The personal will of God is the third component, and that is the individual will of God for your life. And I think that's the real key thing we're leading to this morning. But you need to understand the entire will of God, Right, for us to be able to discover how to discover what God's personal will of God is for our life. So, the first one, the providential will of God, right? The providential will of God are those things that God's going to do no matter what, okay? So, a couple of example scriptures is Galatians 4 4 to 5. Now, you don't have to look them up, you can do it at home later on if you want to, no problems. But essentially, what God's providential will was, it says that when God was ready, he sent his son Jesus to the world as Messiah. He was going to do that no matter what, right? We didn't have to stop and ask God, you know, for that or anything like that. It was just going to happen. Revelation 20, 11 and 15, it says that one day we will stand before God and we will be judged for our deeds, okay? God's going to do that no matter what. Three, you know, God raised up the nation of Israel, through whom he would send his Messiah. God was going to do that. You can see through the courses of history, the amount of times that it was possible that that was going to be totally railroaded, but we can see that God was absolutely behind that. it was going to happen no matter what. Now, this providential will of God that I'm talking about, it actually doesn't require our obedience or our faith. We don't need to actually ask God for them. He's just going to do them, Okay. And here's the thing about the providential will of God, right? Even though it does not hinge on our obedience, all through our history, God has actually used mankind or humanity to accomplish His providential will. And you know, examples are Luke 1:26 to 38. God used Mary to bring His Son Jesus into the world, and Genesis 22:18. God used Abraham to bless all nations. So the amazing thing is that I've found with the providential will of God, the more familiar we become with the providential will of God, then the easier it becomes to identify His will for our lives, okay? Second one is the moral will of God. The moral will of God is what is right and true. It is the kind of thing that followers of Jesus go after okay we don't need to pray about these things no one needs to ask God should I lie I mean we know right (laughs) these are the things that are the moral will of God so I've got a couple examples there first Thessalonians we are to be sanctified pure and holy and so when that guy says to you hey let's try before we buy or it's so old-fashioned that you know you wait until you get married. When that kind of situation happens, there's no need for us to go and ask God, should I sleep with him? No, it's God's moral will is clear when you read Thessalonians 4, 3 to 8. And 1 Peter 2, 13 to 14, is that we should obey the government, those who God's put in authority over us. We don't need to go to God and pray and ask him, should I pay my taxes this year or should I try and you know hide some stuff and avoid it? we don't need to do that right that's just the moral will of God. the third one is first thessalonians five eighteen you know God says we are a we are to rejoice, pray, and continually give thanks in all circumstances so whether or not our current circumstance is good or bad, we praise God our Father. that is the will of God okay so the moral will of God is the basic kind of do's and don'ts and Uh, The moral will of God requires our obedience, our faith, and typically it has a reward. So here's the deal, guys. The more familiar we become with the moral will of God, the easier it is to discern the personal will of God. And that's the third one we're talking about, right? The personal will of God is the, in my specific circumstance, will of God okay and so it's you know should i marry her or not should i apply for that job or not it's those type of ones now god is very interested in those specific decisions and you know first corinthians 1 1 god has a personal will for paul to be an apostle okay And so this leads us to the big point. And this is the big point, guys. If if you don't hear anything else I say today, this is the one that you're going to remember, and it is. The more familiar you become with the providential will of God and the more obedient you become with the moral will of God, then the easier it will be for you to discover the personal will of God. Okay? So I've got this. uh, Have we got any builders in the house? Don't make me name names. <laughs> Actually, is Tao here? Come here, come here. Come up. Everyone give Tao a hand. He's going to come up. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're close enough. Daniel's on media. <laughs> Tao, can you describe what this thing is? What do we call this? <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is it, Daniel? Encouraging, encouraging. What is this? A spirit, level. a spirit level. A spirit level. Very good. So, what do we use this for? To level stuff up. To level stuff up. We're going to use technical terms, guys. What's that little, like, air pockety thing we call there? The bubble. The bubble. <laughs> so, what do we need to do with the bubble to make sure that something is level? Level the check checkup. The bubble needs to be in between the two lines. The yeah. two lines. <laughs> <laughs> So if we're building a house and we want to make sure something is plumb, I think we use that end, is that right? Yeah. So the bubble needs to be in between the two lines. Thanks, Ty. (laughs) Dale, you can have a seat, mate. Everyone give him a hand. Tell the Builder. Tell the Builder. So let me just say... Kind of like the more, you know, this, this big point, right? The more familiar we are, that we become with the providential will of God and the more quicker we obey the moral will of God, then the easier it is. It's like this kind of like this, this level. It's this thing that's keeping us in between the lines. You know what I mean? It's keeping us on the, on the path that God's got for us. It's kind of like the more, then it becomes the easier for it is for us to discern God's will. okay. So here's the real challenge, guys. The real challenge is, and if we're really honest, it's not that God doesn't want to speak to us. It's actually that the God of heaven has no problem communicating with God. Invented communication. He can can speak to us easily, right? I think the problem is whether or not we're willing to accept it. Okay? So if God loves you and I enough to send his son for die for us. Certainly, he cares about the decisions that you make, okay? The problem is not God's willing to communicate, it's our willingness to follow it, okay? So we have a tendency to say, God, I want you to show my will so I can consider it, <laughs> right? Um, we say things like, God, I'm really interested um, in what you have to say, and then I'll put it in my bag of options, And I'll consider it. But I've learned that God does not give us options for consideration. Okay? That's not why he does it. God doesn't say, oh, since you're in decision mode, um, here are some options. You know, if I were you, that's not how God works. When God directs and communicates, he does so assuming participation assuming action, assuming obedience. And so God typically waits until we get to a stage where we say, you know what, God? I don't care what your answer is. I'm going to say yes. And when you get to that point personally, you are going to hear from God loud and clear, guys. Yes. Okay? So the real challenge is that God loves to give and direct his children, but he doesn't give out information for contemplation Or option choosing. Okay. He gives it out for our participation. And you know, God has this uncanny way of knowing, doesn't He? He knows when we're ready to participate and He knows when we're just sitting back and checking out the options. (laughs) So now I'm going to read to you the other part of this verse. Okay. So the other part of this verse is, check it out, right? Proverbs 3 5 to 6. It says, trust in the Lord with, what's that word? all your heart and we say oh I don't want to trust him with all because you know I'm just wanting to get an idea so I can keep my options open (laughs) but God says "Uh uh-uh when you get to the place when you're trusting me with all your heart and then look out what you know the next part is the contrast he says and do not lean on right that is do not put your weight on or dependency on your own understanding Okay, so God says, don't trust on your ability to work things out. Like, oh, well, you know, I'm pretty financially savvy. Oh, you know, I'm pretty relationally savvy. You know, I've done a relationship course. Uh, I can kind of figure this out. Uh-uh. God says, when you get to the place of trusting me with all your heart, and he says, and there's this next verse, In and what's that word again? In what? in all your ways that is not just this area of your life that you're asking god the question about but in your whole area of all your ways in all your ways including those areas that sometimes and you know what this has probably happened to some of you while i've been speaking this morning sometimes when we go and ask god about one thing have you ever noticed how something else gets highlighted in our life right including those things that you already know to do right so in all your ways acknowledge him now that word acknowledge is actually kind of like a weak interpretation of the original language so in english acknowledge means like hey hey i see you over there Prabha. just put up your hand prabha i see you over there rosie thank you wave your hand that's what acknowledges right but you know pfft, i'm not gonna you know i acknowledge your presence right but in the Hebrew, it's like, in all your ways, be riveted. In all your ways, be focused in. okay? So in all your ways, acknowledge Him. That is, be right line with God what God wants you to do. Okay, in all your ways, acknowledge him. That is, as you make a decision on this topic, in all your ways where it is clear what God wants you to already do, what you already knew about, be doing it. In all the ways, okay. And, you know, as, as I do all that I know to do, based on what God has already taught me so far, and he's telling me, which seems to be sometimes unrelated, Follow those things. that's what in all your ways means. And then there's the promise. Who loves the promise of God? Yes. Right? The promise is, and He will make your straight your paths. He will make your path straight. How cool is that? Right? So there won't be any confusion or doubt, right? The point is this: God is not going to give you options for your consideration. God loves to give direction to his children. But if you are just out to get some information or contemplation or do some option choosing, God says, I just don't play that way. Okay? So it's kind of like surrender and obedience to the things of God that we do know that kind of like paves the way for discovering things that we don't know. So we need to have this surrendered heart, right? Now, if you're new to this, I I get it, right? If you're new to this, you're like, Whoa, that's way extreme. I could never do that. God, you're asking me to do that. You know? And can I just say, I get it. I've been there. I get it, right? Now, in my case, it came down to kind of like my will versus God's will, okay? And so Jesus explains it like this. So in Matthew, he actually said it twice and it's in i think three or four of the gospels but he said it twice in Matthew 16:25 and 10:39 it says whoever wants to save their life will lose it but whoever loses their life for me will find it what good will it be for someone to gain the whole world and yet forfeit their soul what good sorry or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul okay listen to me guys Your soul is valuable. That thing that you don't want to let go of, right, is actually something which God wants to free you of because if you keep going down that path, it can damage you, okay? So the amazing thing is that we don't want to let go. That very one thing we don't want to let go of is often the thing that's dragging us down and God knows it, okay? So... Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, and and this is the thing, if you're new to this and this seems extreme, here's what it's about. It's actually about growing in your faith and it's about growing in obedience and as you get to the place where you say, yes, 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 God, then you will be able to discern and know God's will, okay? And here's what I've personally learned. I've learned this. Broken people find it easy to discover God's will for their life. People who have messed up, ruined relationships, finances, careers, people who have gotten to their bottom, those people who fully hand over their life to God, who fully surrender, they find it easy to trust and follow and discern. Because why? They don't want to waste time wrestling with what God gives them as the answer. Right? So have you ever noticed that sometimes like a brand new Christian or a baby Christian seems to hear God clearly? It's like, what's the deal with that? It's because their state of heart is fully surrendered. OK, so you might ask this question, why does God kind of like play the cat and mouse game? Right? It's like, what's going on with that? You know, if, if I was father and someone asked me, I'd tell straight away. You might ask that question. And I've asked that question as well sometimes. But you know what? God's ultimate thing is not the answer. God's ultimate thing is not, hey, yes, you should move to Port Macquarie and, and enjoy the sun, right? God's ultimate thing is the process, in the process of discovering God's will, he wants you to discover him. Yeah. He wants you to discover that he is good, right? Because when we pursue him in all our ways, our faith grows. And when we pursue him and our faith kind of like intersects with his will and they come together, through that experience of trusting God, trust and see, obey and see, you know, through that experience, we actually discover his goodness. And we say, wow. You know, we fall on our knees and we say, wow, God, you you are good, right? And that's the journey God wants to bring each of us on. He wants to bring you on it. And he wants to bring me on that journey. So it's this amazing process of getting to know God. You know, there's a quote from Philip Yancey and he says, I do not know, sorry, I do not get to know God and then do his will. I get to know God more deeply by doing his will. And who agrees with that? Who Who's actually, you know, gone out there and risked and obeyed God and found they've got to know him more deeply? Yeah, yeah isn't that right? So... What he's saying is this, it's in the process of discovering God's will that he reveals himself to you. And at the end of the process, we haven't just made a decision, okay? At the end of the process, we have gotten to know our creator more intimately. How cool is that, right? And so at the end of the process, something kind of just hasn't happened out there. Something's happened here inside our heart, right? And so now... It's like amazing, right? We see each new decision, each new life decision as an opportunity to, as the scripture says, trust in the Lord with all our heart. It's a new opportunity to trust in God. And that's actually exciting when we know that God's a good father, right? It's like, oh, what's God going to be up to today? (laughs) You know? And so sometimes, and this is the thing also, I've just, you know, just before I close and I'll invite Sam back up. Sometimes God says, it's up to you. Sometimes you might discern that there's actually kind of like two options I'm picking through, right? And on this road to discovering God's will, there is still kind of like great freedom for us to make choices. And there will likely be times when you sense that God is leaving the choice between two good options up to you, right? And so, you know, healthy parenting involves giving kids good, a choice between two good options. And it helps people, it helps us to grow up. So likewise, our Heavenly Father desires us to grow and mature in the use of freedom. So just be aware when you have that sense, it's like, well, why, guys, isn't God answering? Sometimes it's like, no, he's actually giving you the option and you a choice, okay? So now let's talk about the application. <laughs> so this week, this is what I want you to do, okay? This week, I want you to think about the path your life is heading in, the direction your life is heading in, Okay? All the decisions you've made so far, I want you to think about that and say, kind of like, where are those decisions leading you? Generally speaking, what direction are those decisions leading you? Do they align with God's will for your life? Think about the season you're in right now. What decisions do you see coming up on the horizon? And I want you to be bold enough to ask God the question... What is your will for my life, God? But don't just do it to consider your options. Do not lean on your own understanding, guys, but in all your ways, focus right in on him and have that yes, yes, yes heart and just wait and see what he will do. So my goal for you today was to bring you to a place of discovering God's will for your life. And I believe that in the arena of decisions and in the process of discovering God's will that the God of hope will fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him. Thank you.